Tom, I think we'd be remiss to not talk about Hey There, Delilah, if, if that's okay, if we can just kind of just scratch the surface a bit, because this song was an absolute monster hit. But what many people, I think, probably don't realize is that this is a song that was sort of a late bloomer. Like, you guys were on Fearless Records at one point, and you released Hey There, Delilah on, which album was it? The All That We Needed. It, yep, All That We Needed. And yeah. it was sort of... I don't want to say it was ignored because the fan, from what I've read, the fans loved it. But then the song was redone and re-released on uh, your 2006 album, Every Second Counts, which was actually released under another label, Hollywood Records. But it was this time that the song really kind of caught on and caught fire. Um, and basically the rest is is history. But what was it about the song that made you guys decide to give it another chance, I guess? or uh, give it another home for the next album. Sure. Okay. So I'm going to go and just completely fix up that story for you. Sure. Yes, um, please do. So basically, Hey There Delilah. Yeah, we recorded it on Fearless as literally just an acoustic guitar and a vocal for yeah. track track 13 on All That We Needed, you know? And so uh, we put out that album, and this song called Take Me Away was the first song that we kind of had as a single, like, you know, Fearless shopped it a little bit to college radio, you know, they picked it up a little bit, we made a video for it, it was like the first music video we ever made, super fun, and so, you know, that kind of song, they pushed it for a few months, and then it was like, okay, what's next? And we we basically went on our MySpace page at the time where we were getting some traction, you know, we had a bunch of followers on MySpace and we asked, we did like a little poll, like, Hey, what's an, what song do you guys want to see us make a music video for off the new album? And it was literally 98% of the votes came in for Hater Delilah. Crazy. So, yep. So we did. So, so we was that made, a surprise to you at that point? Not really, because I knew that it was, you know, when I wrote the song, I knew like it was, it was good, you know, but I didn't necessarily think it would be a hit. I just thought like, oh, this was like, I'm proud of this song. Like this is a, you know, you sit down to write a song all the time and every once in a while you hit something where you're like, damn, that's cool. Or, or it that felt feels... special. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it really did. And, um, and, you know, and we were getting that same kind of feedback from fans, you know, it seemed like. People really were, were attaching to this song. So yeah, so when we did the poll and it came back, Hey There Delilah, it wasn't a big shocker, but it was okay. like, okay, cool, let's do it. Uh, and then it was between us and Fearless, um, the idea was kind of like, oh, maybe we should like beef the song up a little bit. Like I always wanted to like, I always pictured it like a, you know, like a ballad, you know, like an Aerosmith ballad or like a, like you know, you were thinking like, big, like yesterday or just something, you know, it's like just something where, where it had a little bit more than just a guitar and a vocal, you know, a little kind bit of like how, kind of like how time of your life by green day, they had, they added some strings and whatnot in there. Totally. Exactly. You know, so, um, fearless was down with it. And so I, I went into uh, a studio in Chicago with Sean O'Keefe, who's a big local producer. He did all the early fallout boy stuff, Hawthorne Heights. Um, very familiar. And so me and him just sat 
in the studio. I added a little bit of uh, like a harmony background vocal thing. We added a little bit of organ in the chorus. And then he got a buddy of his in to come play cello. And it was actually the same guy that played cello for uh, Tonight Tonight no. by the Smashing Pumpkins. Which, oh, cool. What which the was heck? super cool. Yeah. And so this guy literally just spent like 48 minutes or something like in a room with headphones, fucking smoke, chain smoking, and just like, <laughs> just like improving some like cello lines. And so then me and Sean kind of sat there after he left, you know, we paid him for like, I don't know, 200 bucks for his oh hourly God. rate or something. And that was it. And then me and Sean kind of went through his cello parts and like put together like a little cello line. And literally that was it. And we made the video for that version of the song. Like we did it the with strings version and it was on fearless. We shot the video for like four grand or something really cheap, you know? Wow. Yes. And yeah, that, that on fearless, we ended up selling like 80,000 records of all that we needed, which was ridiculous at that point, like on an, on a tiny indie label, you know, and the video and the song, it, we won like an MTVU award, which was like the MTV college station. Yeah. Um, you know, I it remember it got a bunch of ra- college radio airplay. Um, it was played on fuse all the time, which was like another mm-hmm. MTV kind of thing. Yep. You know, it kind of was like a very, like an indie, indie hit for us. And like, we went to go play in Europe with hello goodbye wow. <laughs> and the album, uh, the the album we didn't have any albums out in Whoa. stores in Whoa. Europe at all at the time, but we play Hey There Delilah and the entire crowd would sing along the whole song. Amazing. So it was like because of the internet, because of MySpace, whatever. Like the song was really just a truly grassroots, like viral thing that we had no control over. It just Tom, spread on we, its own. What was that like then? Because it's you're going to a whole nother country and these people they've never seen you before or you've never seen them before but they're singing your words back to you and yeah that's and that you've never had this before i mean it was freaking it was it was wild you know it was like (laughs) and especially like i said because the, the albums weren't even out over there so it was like literally like the song had that much power i guess or whatever you want to call it that much relatability that much i don't know connectivity whatever you want to say that it like literally just did that on its own yeah without like a label couldn't buy that you know may may i ask the delilah means something to a mass audience it is a staple for many many people but is there a track that is your delilah not taking anything away from delilah (laughs) But that you just it, it fills your soul and it, it feeds your need to be a creator. Is is there a track in your heart? I'm not taking anything away from something that is just a juggernaut, but I just I would love to know where if there's a track where you're like, man, this if I, I don't care if nobody listens to this, this is for me and it's going on an album. So it's funny you say that because I've I've got kind of two answers for you. Um, one, like pretty much every time there's like a new song, you know, it's like, you fall in love always easy. the most exciting. 
I mean, I do. You in should. Real life, Otherwise, why do you do it, right? You know, <laughs> why do you? You have to love it. I mean, you're for your real, biggest yeah, champion. Like, uh, and if you can't convince somebody right. else, yeah, that's what I mean. So every time there's like something new, I'm like, "This is it. I did it. I oh my god, you know, <laughs> like it's just as good as Hey There, yeah. Delilah." At that yeah. moment, where it's like, okay, it's like until until the you know other people hear it. Like that's that's how you really know. Because like I said, when I'm sitting here creating, it's like. Yeah, it might as well be Delilah every time because it's it just feels that fresh and that like that pure. And then it's like, yeah, you really don't know until you have to play it for other people, you know? And then that's when you're like, ooh, I could have sang that line better. Ooh, that I don't know if that lyric is that good. Or you know, it's like you really kind of take uh I don't know, you you become your worst critic as soon as you have to push play. But how do you stay else, pure though you know? if you're in that cycle? How do you stay pure and and how do you look at it from a perspective of I mean, I would think that you have to create it without giving any Fs. Like you have to, to have this vision and create it. But are there voices in the back of your head that 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 stamper that creativity? That maybe you're trying to write just yeah. I mean, I hate to use this as an example, but I, I think it's very popular right now of I'm writing this for a person. I'm writing this for a group of people. I'm writing this to be on an Apple commercial. I give two shits. Like how do you <laughs> how do you do that? Well, there's definitely a little bit of like, like, ooh, our bass player is going to love That's this awesome. part because we can do That's something. Awesome. You know, uh, there's definitely a little yeah. bit of that. But I don't know. At the same time, I feel like my instincts with that stuff are always wrong too. Because like the thing that I turn in that I'm sure Tim, our guitar player, who's like a lyric Nazi, I'm like, oh, Tim's going to love this line. And he's always like, oh, yeah, whatever. You know, it's like I'm always wrong about it. But, yeah, of course that stuff goes on in my mind while I'm writing. But you you have to have a little bit of, like, who gives a shit at the same yeah. time. You have to be, like, if I think it's cool and I believe in it, then, like, that's all that counts. And then, like I said, it's like until you play it for other people, it's the fucking greatest song in the world, you know? And then – once you get some reaction, then it's like, it doesn't mean it's like shitty, but it's like, oh man. But then you really find out. I, yeah, exactly. Not, not everybody, everybody's kind of not feeling this one. Like, God damn, I really thought it was good. But like, again, because in the process, you're just, like I said, it's the same process every time, just like, hey, they're Delilah. So it's like, it just always feels good, you know? So to answer your question, uh, the newest songs are always the ones I'm the most most excited about because they're fresh and they're like that they're still in that pure form before like people have the chance to judge them, you know? And also that, that, that project I was talking yes. about million miler, it's like a solo project that I'm doing that is literally me and anything that I want to do. If I think a song is done, if I think a song is cool, it's, it goes and there does, there's no, you know, label or producer or any of the other like middlemen to like, you know, to tell me to, to argue with it for whatever reason, you know, which by the way, is kind of how it was back in the day when I was writing Hey There Delilah and I was writing those songs, you know, I was, it was much more, you know, creatively my baby and, you know, there's, there's, there's a little bit of like, in, there's, there's fun in that freedom and that purity that I think 
lends to like just writing I don't want to say better music, but just like I don't know, yeah, better, just more honest and more pure. So to kind of land this, Tom, uh, I did have one question that I just have to have to ask. So like and it's it's in regards to Delilah and basically your music in general, just knowing that your work of art will outlive you. Um this monstrous hit in Delilah, once the dust has, you know, settled on this song, what's it like knowing that you have essentially written a song, in my opinion, that is going and will go down as as a classic, right? This song is just one of those songs that will live on forever. And, and I and I truly mean this. I feel like it'll live on forever, just like we're listening to Beatles songs. Like we're still going to be listening to this mid-2000s song <laughs> decades longer than we're listening to it now. How does that... Do you feel anything knowing that maybe maybe you don't because you're on the inside looking out and i'm on the outside looking in so maybe i see it a different way um you know there's been a few realizations along the way of like just how crazy that is you know um like the other day i was obviously i'm on like a bit of an 80s kick as we've been talking about but like i was hearing listening to the radio like an 80s station or something and like Jesse's girl came on, right? And like, you know, there's there's hit songs, and then there are like monsters, you know. That's like, where I'm if going. I was to, right. Like if I was to tell you, like, if I was to name some like random uh Genesis song, like uh that's all. Does it instantly come up in your mind like, oh yeah, oh dude, that song, oh my god. No. But if you heard it, you'd be like, oh, yeah, of course I know this song. It's a fucking great song, whatever. But, like, when you hear Jesse's Girl, you're like, oh, yeah, I know exactly what fucking song that is. And, you know, (laughs) right. And I feel like it was, like, one of those realizations where, like, damn, like, Hey There Delilah is one of those, like, like, it's not like, oh, I might have heard that one or I think I know that one. It's like you fucking know that song, you know, it's just weird. And it's weird to think that like, you know, the president of the United States has heard that song. The, you know, Paul McCartney has heard that song, you know, like, like, how about this? They probably sang along to it. Yes. (laughs) It's like, how is that? Like, what planet are you on? Right. I have to ask the Kevin Smith question and I, I borrow this and I give him full creative license. Did 13-year-old Tom think this would ever happen? I mean, yes. That's the only way it can happen. Yes! I think. Well, yes! this was your goal all along, right? That's so brilliant. Yeah, that's... You know, this is my... I, I always tell this because my buddy Darren, who's the singer of TLB, we're always like... You know, we we he's like one of my best friends since high school. And so we always... He's also an artist. He paints. He's fucking a genius, right? But we always have these conversations, and one of the things that I've learned just through the years of doing this and through the successes of Plain White Tees, like, it doesn't ever happen. Like, success never happens by accident. There's never, like, oh, I just happened to fucking have this hit song, or I just happened to get famous. Like, think about Kurt Cobain, right? The tortured artist right like struggling with fame struggling with everything 
Like that homeless mother- the week that Nevermind came out. Yeah, but that motherfucker got up and tried to look cool for those video shoots. That motherfucker did the the Rolling Stone photo shoots and everything radio and everything that was on his schedule. He fucking showed up to and he did. He wanted it. That Nirvana wasn't a enormous success on accident. He wanted to be the fucking biggest band in the world, you know? So it's like as much as people can kind of play it off or, you know, I'm not saying that he didn't struggle with that fame or that attention that he ended up getting. But my point is, is it didn't just happen by accident. Like he worked his fucking ass off to get to that point, you know? So I guess the point is, yeah, 13 year old me was like, hell yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to be at the Grammys. I'm watching the Grammys every year. Like, yeah, that's going to be me someday. Like you got to think that or else I don't think you'll ever really get there. You know, you got to believe it. There's uh, one of the fun facts about Delilah. Uh, when I, when I met Delilah, she was about to go back to school in New York and I gave her a stop CD and um, she was back in New York and we kept in touch on AIM and AOL well, instant messenger for the, uh, young crowd out there. <laughs> yes. Yes. Which was like, kind of, I mean, what was that? Like, I don't know. It wasn't text messaging. I mean, it kind of was, but yeah, it was you had like, to text from a computer and it was super, <laughs> super awkward unless you're great at typing. Totally. <laughs> but you guys, if you remember away messages, Oh yeah. Like if yeah. you were yeah. so basically that was her, legit. So Delilah's away messages were like always lyrics from the stop album. So that's how oh. I knew I'm like, okay, she's obviously some maybe not interested in me, but at least like likes my songs or likes, you know, what I'm doing. So that's kind of part yeah. of what led me to write that song. Like her away messages. So she'd have, yeah, like messages from like, what if, or like lyrics from what if or something on her away message. And I'm like, okay, she's, it's, it's on, you know, <laughs> it's an Easter egg that you can feel in your soul. Totally. That's just, that's Absolutely. so rad. Um, Do you happen to stay in touch with Delilah or no? You know, we, we, uh, we did for a while. Uh, and I mean, I think everything, like if I hit her up, it would be totally cool, but I, I haven't reached out you know, maybe I should just pandemic stuff, make sure she's doing okay. But yeah, uh, yeah I haven't really talked to her in a couple of years. Yeah. How that's got to be such a weird feeling for her too, to know that there's a, just such a classic song out there that was actually written about her. And I, I don't know, I, I, I feel like that would be just a whole different type of feeling. It, it's not as bad as George Harrison's wife, though, because nobody got divorced. That's true. Because that's true. <laughs> it could be. It could very, be way very worse. True. It could be. Very true. But Tom, I think oh I think this is a great place to end it. Thank you for your time. Thank cool. you for your art. Thank yeah. you for keeping all of us mentally sane. I can't imagine what <laughs> it's doing to you, but I hope I just hope that you get the same that we do. And it's just oh man. It's it's inspiring. It is. Thank you I'm guys. Sure you hear yeah. it all the time. But there are people that you are changing their lives one track at a time. No, I mean that's you know, that's what it's all about. You know, so I, I love that. Thank you.